Hey, we're live. We're back after almost a full week out of studio. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little tired. Uh, see, I'm, I feel I feel recharged. Week. I feel refreshed. You need a vacation, a post vacation vacation. Yeah, it's more <laughs> physical activity than I'm used to. <laughs> uh, so if you didn't know, Jim and I took off uh, for a little bald move vacation uh last week we took off the beaver island in uh, lake michigan if you don't know i prepared a little uh google map thing oh no this is a hangout thing shit now it's just not working here we go i prepared a little google maps demonstration uh this is cincinnati the fair city we hail from and this here is beaver island in the middle of lake michigan so what I because so I've been I've been going to Lake Michigan to Beaver Island for like I don't know five years now, um, and I love it. But I was super nervous about taking other people to it uh, because it's it's kind of a peculiar it's kind of a peculiar place. Hmm. Uh, it is. What did it you think peculiar. of Beaver Island, and what would how would you describe it? Uh, I would describe it as. You know, uh, so so it's obviously an island. Um, it <laughs> doesn't feel so. It's a northern island, right? Uh-huh. So it's not like you're going to see palm trees and Coconut, no coconuts. Shit. Yeah, it's more like densely forested. Um, some hills and stuff. You know, nothing nothing too crazy as far as um, the landscape goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the town itself there is pretty small. It's like. I don't know, 20 buildings in the whole town. Mm-hmm. Um, none of which are any higher than like two stories. Right. Uh, and they all kind of have these frontages that look like almost old West in a certain way, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like it's, you can tell they were, they were built a long time ago. Sure. It's um, old. It's like an old fishing town. Yeah. Cause it is sure. an old fishing town. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, I don't know. It's cool. It's quaint. It's yeah. Small. Like the, the town itself is quaint and the Island is kind of rugged and uh, has a lot of stuff to do. A lot surprisingly nice beaches. Yeah, for an island in the middle of like a white lake. sand beaches. Yeah, so beaches I would associate with like the Bahamas or the Caribbean. Yeah, but more of an Alaska terrain. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> a lot of different kinds of trees there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing I I, I thought um, is it's it's also cooler. You know, it's not like a ninety degree. The water is not what you would describe warm. Sure. But it's also not frigid cold either. No. I mean, it was warm enough to get in uh, and get acclimated to after a little while. So, yeah, that was fine by me. Uh, I'm just doing a little work on the site at the moment. Are you? Are we broke? <laughs> yeah. Is our shit broke? Uh, Yeah, kind of. But I'm fixing it. <laughs> okay. What's broke about our shit? Email addresses and links to podcasts and all sorts oh, of shit gotcha, is broken gotcha. and oh. cart stuff and oh my there's God. a lot of busted shit. A lot of stuff accumulated. Yeah, um, we have a bunch of plugins to update because the new WordPress version released. And so, so uh, what? What about the what about the island? Not to distract you from your work. No, no, no. I'm uh, good. <laughs> I'm good. What about the island? Spoke to you. Um, how secluded everything is and how secluded you feel while you're there. I guess. Um, and just kind of. The lake spoke to me, I guess, more than the island hmm. itself. Like, uh, so. I found myself looking out at the lake a lot and just marveling at it, kind mm. of. You know, taking in, like, look at this fucking massive lake. Sure. This is a, a drop in the bucket compared to, like, an ocean, but, sure. you know, as far as lakes go. You never, t- I mean, like, you, people don't think of this about Lake Michigan, but it gets some pretty serious waves. Yeah, there were, like, three foot well, we when we went out to the island mm-hmm. on the first day, it was the conditions were what I describe as hellish. Uh, there, the, there was like a five to six foot swell. The ferry was rocking back and forth. I found if I lost contact with the horizon for more than a few seconds, I started instantly becoming seasick. Oh wow! So like mm-hmm. I had to use the bathroom for like thirty seconds. It's just like maintain, maintain, <laughs> force positive pressure. Force positive water pressure. See, get I was out. Just yeah. sleeping. I was downstairs in a cabin. Just... How could you sleep in that? <laughs> I don't know, man. I sleep. I don't really get do you, seasick. Do you, not so... get, do you not get motion sick? No, not mm-hmm. at all. Not car sick. Not seasick. You know, I didn't used to, but I had another coincidentally experience on Lake Michigan where we went on out on a twenty foot like fishing charter, mm-hmm. and it was like four or five foot swells, and I got 
violently seasick. And ever since yeah. that day, like even roller coasters sometimes, especially like the Top Gun, the ones that kind of go really side to side, uh, will huh. trigger. That's I almost wonder. It's like you know, you throw up on a particular alcohol or food, <laughs> and uh, just thinking about it makes you queasy. I wonder if like motion sickness is one of those things where your brain associates that feeling with throwing up, and it's like as soon as you experience it all, it's like oh god, I better get ready. Could be. Don't want to be yeah. caught with my pants down. There's a puking opportunity. Yeah, I've just uh, I've never really had that. But I can see how like a small boat out in that stuff would just rock you. Like I, uh, sounds brutal. Like a hurricane. Um, yeah. Or so, like a a small storm, <laughs> small rainstorm. Um. Let's see. I'm trying to think what else. Oh, the other thing about like Michigan that's amazing. Okay. Is it's a fucking lake. No salt and water. And that means no salt water, which is fantastic. There are a lot of implications to that you don't get the salt mouth. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You don't get salt eyes. You don't get salt eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no sharks. Yep. Yep. There, there is the. So you damned, feel real safe in the. There's the goddamn lamprey eel. <sighs> there's a lamprey eel. Yeah. Uh, which we decided was well, we know for a fact is a scourge of yeah. Beaver Island, and we decided is one gigantic lamprey eel versus sure. A series of small. Th- this ones. is a joke. We went to the Nautical Museum on one day, and there's a placard outside about what a great fishing town this used to be like from 1900s to 1950s, and it says a combination of overfishing, pollution, and the lamprey eel mm-hmm. destroyed the commercial fisheries in the area. And it's like it's when you say the lamprey eel, that's singular. It sounds like it to me. They're yeah. just some monstrous eel, or maybe he's just diabolic. He's got. He's. Yeah. He's. Uh, one of those uh, Samuel L. Jackson lamprey eels with bred with human DNA, and now it's got a human brain, and it just fucks over Samuel everything. Samuel L. Jackson, I'm like, I'm not. No, the, you know the uh, deep blue sea where they bred the shark with the human DNA and make got it super smart shark. Okay, I was going for right. that the kind of lamprey eel. Gotcha. Anyway, uh, I forgot where I was going with that. Oh yeah, the mm-hmm. adva- many advantages of being a freshwater. Yeah. Uh, would you? Uh, because a lot of things I've been trying to, t- say, to say to you to get you prepped is like the weird Mormon culture. Yeah. You want to talk about that a little bit? It wasn't so much the weird Mormon culture that got me. It was more like the individual characters within the culture. It's Yeah, the Mormon thing wasn't the defining thing. It's just the yeah. strong personality after strong personality. Yeah. All right, let's, let's go with that angle. Uh, like King Strang uh, seemed like a pretty interesting guy. I don't. I don't recall. Uh, talk about King Strang real quick. I'm gonna be back. Okay. Where are you going? Uh, so King Strang. Um, apparently, when uh, shit, who is the guy that founded Mormons? Uh, Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith died. Uh, there was a. Oh, I see what you're doing. This is this is this is King King James Strang, the first and last of his name, and his line. Uh, when when Joseph Smith died, uh, you know the Mormon Church was handed over to Brigham Young, and you know I don't want to offend any Mormons. Listen to it; I might have the chronology mixed up, but maybe it was contentious, and he had a couple other lieutenants. Uh, yeah. Joseph Smith. It some, says he was in the running, right, to take yeah. over from Joseph Smith. And he actually had a letter, which may or may not be authentic, from Joseph Smith that be- claimed him as head of the Mormon uh, the religion. At least he could show you the letter. Yeah. So <laughs> he took uh, a a several thousand Mormons, and I think at the time they were in Wisconsin. Brigham Young went to Salt Lake City. James Strang went to Beaver Island, and he they just kind of boated across and claimed it. There were some Native Americans there. They're like, well, we were kind of – we've been living here for like 10,000 years. Uh, but he's like, nope, fuck all that. He built a town. There was a peak of like six, 7,000 Mormons living on this island. And he was the monarch. He, uh, some local religious leaders got wind of it and tried to shut him down. He responded by r- running and winning a seat in the S- Michigan state legislature where he kind of officially wow. ensconced himself in power up there, more or less. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> he finally was deposed by an assassination. Yeah. Uh, two of his followers came up to the, to the docks, gunned him down. And then ran onto a military vessel who was happened to be parked there, proclaimed asylum. The captain took him to Mackinac Island, dropped him off, and the local judge is like, you guys are heroes. We've been trying to get rid of this asshole for years. Good on you. They had parades in their honor. And then they sent – I'm not making any of this up. 
a gang of 70 Irish toughs uh-huh. with sticks and brickbats and whips, and they drove the Mormons from the island. And then they, the, the so then it became an Irish fishing community for the next 50 years. The lamprey eel struck, and the, the island was in doldrums for many, many years, and it's recently come back as kind of like a tourist place starting in the 70s. Uh, no one knows about this island. That's the thing. Every, every time I've taken someone there, they're always like, I can't believe people don't know about this. Yeah, it's an amazing story. Like, I, we were talking about, like, which actors would be great to play the biography <laughs> sure. of, like, King Strang and the other character, Protar. Yeah, show, show, show uh, Protar. Oh, man. Now, you know more about, I know a lot more about King James Strang. Uh, we, we visited the tomb of Protar, Protar, and we visited his house that's still standing on the island. Uh, this is an incorrect spelling of Protar. It's spelled with a zero. Uh oh. Um, well, no, actually, I think that is the most correct I, spelling. I know, I know. Um, they misprinted it somewhere, so we ran with that. So tell the gang about Protar, where I'm fixing, because we have a, Protar, a problem with the streaming link that I got to fix now. Jesus. So the thing that I like about Protar is that he came over to this island. He was he was kind of one of the early people on the island. Uh, I fixed that that streaming thing, by the way. Oh, you did? Yeah, okay, cool. that's what I was doing. Um, so he was one of the early people on the island, you know, came, came along with, I, I don't know if he actually came with King Strang, like if he was one of the very Irish, or if he was Irish Catholic, which means no, he maybe, maybe he was an immigrant later on. Yeah. Um, but he came over to the island and I don't really think he had much to do here. He was kind of just, you know, drifting. And then he decided, you know what? I like this island. So he stays and he kind of becomes like an unofficial doctor on the island. Not just like a his doctor. Thing, well, yeah, it's more witch doctory. So, like, but, but also like a philosopher king. People came to him for contract sure. disputes, judgments. Yeah, he was somewhat like an he arbiter doctor. Loans, yeah, but, but the thing I like about his doctoring is that he only did the things that he wanted to do. So, like, <laughs> you know, somebody gets a cut or an abrasion yeah. or something, and he'll patch that right up. Yeah, he'll pull but, a tooth. But he wouldn't do, like, broken bones. He wouldn't do childbirths. He wouldn't do any shit. serious illness. He sent everybody to the mainland for that he, or to other doctors on the island. So uh, this was, like, not even really a nurse, like an island nurse. He's essentially the minute clinic that you find at Walmart. It, pretty much, yeah. He'll you give know. you your flu shot. Sure. Uh, that sort of thing. You got a scratchy throat. To tell you to I thought that was pretty water. funny, though. He He claimed to be, you know, the island doctor. When in actuality, he just put band-aids on people. Like, yeah, no, he was a, a a trauma, what do you call that? A field trauma special, or a stabilizer? I, I can't remember this. I mean, it didn't even around. sound like he was that, you know? Like, oh, this is too serious for me. You're going to have to go uh-huh. across the water. Uh, but there's a, I, I don't know. Why did the island love him? him? Like, this guy is the most beloved figure in island lore. The people made this he was massive crazy. shrine to him. But why Why he, does that make you lovable? Well, he was he was kind of crazy, but he was also very personable and like talked to people and got to know everyone on the island and he became like a staple of the community mm. that way but he also you know claimed to all the claims he made are outrageous and i don't remember anyone in particular <laughs> but he claimed so many things about his life um that couldn't all be true it's like okay. some of them are mutually exclusive some of them are just clear fabrications uh and that's the thing in this book people are talking about like the impression I get of Protar is that he was kind of a kook and kind of a weirdo, but people also loved him. And with a face like that, I don't know how you could not. See, from I haven't all, read these these books yet, though. Uh, from all of the... You got those from the Beaver Island Historical Society. Yes, yes, the museum that's there. Which um, is, is pretty cool. It's better than I imagined it would be. Yeah, it used to be the Mormon print shop. Yeah. Or, or I guess still is the Mormon print shop I mean, slash museum. I don't. They don't really call don't know it what to call else. it. Yeah. It's no longer printing Mormon literature. No, it's not. But, it's a museum. Uh, it's got the. Uh, it's got a whole bunch of artifacts that they found on the island and surrounding islands from the indigenous Indian tribe, mm-hmm. uh, which there's still on Garden Island, which is the large island north of Beaver Island. They've got um, an Indian cemetery, and uh, I, I forget. I forget exactly what the tribe is and what their custom, but they build like these death houses hmm. and there's some that are ancient and there's some that's like the last Indian woman that was interred there was like in 97 and like hers is, you know, kind of new. You can tell it's newer, wow. more elaborate and, and whatnot, but she was a medicine woman too. Speaking of graveyards, we went to Protard's tomb. Yes. Which was kind of awesome. Um, it's this like 
I don't know, a little gated. So like they put him in the ground and then they put, they built like walls kind of around the area like where he was buried out of nature, natural, 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 out stone. of natural stone yeah. sure. and put a big uh, plaque up there or a big slab of concrete that had his face carved into it and his sure. name and stuff. Um, but like they were saying, oh yeah, he's up there overlooking Bonner's bluff or whatever it's called. We go up there and we're like, okay, here's Protar's tomb. I don't see any bluffs around. Uh-huh. And then we walk back into the forest for like half a mile, uh-huh. maybe. Yeah. And we finally hit the bluffs uh-huh. and we're like, man, he really got fucked. No, he did. Like they said, yeah, buddy, yeah, go ahead and die. We're going to bury you up there on Bonner's Bluff lo- overlooking the. O- it's going to be great. It's like saying you got lakefront property, but you got to walk through. Someone else's neighbor's yards and cross the street and walk through a hotel parking lot. And then you got your, yeah, you got your waterfront access. Yeah. So he got ripped Being a heaven friend of a sin friend and all the, the care and adulation, they didn't go all out into property, property management. No, no. I I imagine like the guy who owned Bonner's bluff was like, yeah, I kind of want to build a house where Mm. you guys are going to put that. So yeah, let's, let's bury him back there. Yeah. He'll never know. There's nothing out there. Like, I'm True. wondering why they didn't bury him on the fucking bluff. Yeah. I mean, I there's know, literally, there was, no, it's not like there was a major road. There still isn't. It's a gravel road. Yeah. 90% of the freaking island you is can't a gravel take road. A, you can't even take a car on the road we were on. Yeah, right? yeah, you had to get off. Yeah. Uh, no, even, not even ATV was allowed no. on that. It's hallowed land. Hallowed, hallowed ground when you get to Protar. Uh, uh yeah. So yeah, um, does does King Strang have a tomb anywhere, or was he pulled off the island? His body desecrated. And... They took him back to where they started in Wisconsin, wherever ah. the the town that he you know originally came from, because they thought that the because he survived from the gunshot. He got shot in the face twice, and he lived for like Jesus. 70, 80 days. And mm. they thought that if they brought him back to his native soil, that like the great vampire Dracula. <laughs> He would be able to suck the life out of the land and rise again. I, wow. I they, they thought that that would heal him, or he had a vision that if he was returned to his hometown, that he would be healed. Uh, hmm. And that didn't work out, and he died. Protar then, would have set him straight. Protar, if Protar yeah. got there a few decades too late to save the the kingship of of King King James Strang. Yeah, uh, James Jesse Strang. I like how he has an outlaw sort had of had five wives too. Yeah. And he wasn't of, like a crusty old dude. He like died in his mid forties. So when he began his rule, he was a a virile mid thirties man. I think you kind of have to be to homestead an island. Frankly, I don't think you can be like a fifty year old guy back in the eighteen hundreds homesteading shit. I don't know. People were tough tough back then. Yeah, but they didn't live that long either. That's true. Like you die in your fifties. That's you true. Know? Especially when you got two guys shooting you <laughs> while you're taking a walk on your duck. Do- the, the, on the, the king's thing, highway. Yeah, the other thing about his wives. So when he died, he had five wives, uh, age 18 to like 40, mid-40s. Sure. Four of which were pregnant at the time that he died. <laughs> so he's a busy man. That's why he's the king. Yeah. It's good to be the king, I guess. It, it is good to be the king in in a uh, in a cult on a remote uh, yeah. island. Yeah. We need to start a bald move cult out there. Thought about it. Liberate the island from the Irish. We, uh, <laughs> I think it's already been done. I think so. The white man has come back and pretty much liberated everyone from that. Uh, yeah. There is still a lot of Irish, cool Irish stuff. There's several Irish bars on the island. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of like, you know, a lot of the old names on the island. There's still like Gallagher's and Donna's and yeah. uh, Donegal and a lot of the features mm-hmm. are named after Irish people as well. Um, yeah. The, uh, I guess St. Patrick's Day is a big thing. St. Patrick's Day is a big deal. They have some kind of th- fish frozen fish relay that throw fish around the streets and huh. i guess it's just a it's 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 a ridiculous mess There's right. a, the only way you can get the island is also by boat or small plane there is no bridge yeah there is no bridge it's a two-hour ferry ride which is also i think kind of the part of the charm of the island yeah it's like 36 miles out from it's it's, it's not easy to get the there. coast yeah and i think you know that keeps it I don't know. I've been to to other islands that are closer sure. um, to the mainland, and they're definitely more, um, I want to say civilized, but built up, I guess. This feels very barren. Like, there, there are a couple of main roads in town that are paved, and the rest is all dirt. Yeah. And a lot of it is washboard. Yeah. Uh, we got there right after they were doing the grading of the roads. Yeah, they do like a biannual grading of the roads where they smooth out all that yeah. Australian outback washboard shit. So it wasn't too bad. Yeah. It's um, actually really this is the nicest I've ever seen the roads. Huh. 
Okay. Usually there's somewhere between the hellscape that we arrived at and <laughs> then the pristine surface we had the next day. But hmm. um, yeah, I, I actually thought we would have one of the reasons we canceled lunch because we were going to do an island lunch. Uh, but I vastly overestimated how much bandwidth we'd had. We had zero, we had no cell signal at all at the and cabin. We, yeah, we were only a couple miles outside of town, which shocked me. Uh, because you can get like good halfway down the island, long ways, and still have plenty of bars. But it's like, yeah, I don't get the cell service there. There must cause... have been some. The I don't like Mount Pisgah. The big sand dune was blocking it or what? But we didn't get shit where we were at. Yeah, it was real spotty. Um, which shocked the hell out of me because you know I've been there a bunch of times and I thought for, we for sure have uh, at least decent 4G. But hmm. you get you know down far enough an island and like having electricity is not having indoor plumbing is you know it's very much old school outhouse stuff. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I want to. I I have a dream of buying property up there one day and retiring. Like All I've right. got a I've got I've got a bad because I want to go see the other <laughs> islands. You know, it's like I got. Uh, tons of shit that i want to do there yeah so the, what about you would you I, go back yeah i'd definitely go back um i mean i'd probably want to try to hit better weather maybe plan you know plan closer to well it's tough to right because you got to get the ferry ride if you're taking a car over you got to get that way in advance don't you if you don't need a car which means you're going to stay in town or a town adjacent mm-hmm. um or just or bike and yeah, like you know, Cecily and I've done it, but it was rough. Uh, you you got to you know book it months in advance. Okay, I was gonna say a more spontaneous trip up there might yeah. be cool. Yeah, um, so that you can accurately predict the weather because we kind of got a little bit screwed on the weather. You yeah, know? We did. like it was real nice before we got there. It was it real was. nice after, and then in the middle, it wasn't terrible. Like it no. wasn't raining or anything. Well, we had like two days of rain that really whipped up the and made it kind of cold. Yeah, and like then, right at the beginning, yeah. and that kind of carried through the rest of the week. But now it's like mid-80s and sunny all this week, yeah. so it's like, this is... That would all, be amazing. Also, we were there, uh, I took the kids to Beaver Island in July, and it was much warmer, but the water was noticeably colder. Huh, okay. Like, uncomfortably cold most days, to where even I, you know, as a half polar bear, wouldn't get wouldn't get in, so... It's. I feel hmm. like this is the right time to go. It's just a crapshoot. Like if it's storm, if you get some storms, then your whole thing could be fucked. Yeah. But we were better equipped than most to survive that because we play board games. Sure. We played this sh- like all night, every night. We played board games from the yep. time dinner was done until we passed out. Yeah, there's not really TV up there. No in that cabin. So there is a single step. Um, the Beaver Island radio station. WBBI. Oh yeah. Which sometimes is bullshit and sometimes is rocking. Like during the day, they play like you'll hear Backstreet Boys, then Muzak, then Johnny Cash, <laughs> and then the Celtic then some connection. Weird Celtic thing. It's like uh-huh. this. Like they got this old person's iPad with with maybe their grandson or daughter that borrows it to put uh-huh. some cool stuff in. They just got it. The whole thing on shuffle. Yeah. But on the evenings, they actually have some local programming like one dude called rock in the boat was playing some like kick-ass jazz and like yeah, classic rock and then they had that full moon hacksaw which mm-hmm. i think is broadcast out of arizona uh um, arizona yeah he's but they got like 10 affiliate stations beaver island's one of them and they play huh. like, rockabilly and a certain type of jazz like i'm not up on my jazz enough but it was definitely like friday and saturday night music yeah felt good mm-hmm. opened up with uh is it B.B. King or Cab Calloway? B.B. King. Let the good times roll. Yeah. That was the, the rallying cry for the last night of the island uh, to finish all of our booze. Uh, let's see. Let's catch up on... Do you have anything else you want to say? Um, Not at the moment. Okay. We'll keep we'll keep going on this. The other thing I want to talk about is me turning 39, 39 today. All right. Uh, <laughs> and, and how old I feel. Uh, Danny H says, you guys have been away for a while. You haven't seen it, but I think the Narcos series on Netflix mm-hmm. is going to be the big hit this year. It's really a whale, whale made in addictive television. <laughs> that island accent. S- save a bald move TV for when you've watched it. Hell yes, yeah. We are actually, we were very excited about Narcos. I saw the preview of that. You know, Netflix does their big splash page with, uh, Narcos up there. And I saw that and watched the trailer. Looks awesome. Yeah, no, it's, I'm very excited to start watching that. Yeah. I'll probably start watching it this week. Yeah, but, man, Mr. Robot versus Narcos. I I don't know. Those are the two that are 
really the only shows I'm. By the way, is it because I had one of my friends that is like casually into television? Um, I guess got sucked into Mr. Robot, mm. and he texted me while we were away, where while we were away, and said, "What the hell? Why did USA not show the final episode this week?" And I guess they took a week off. But it's weird what? because it's not why? Memorial. So does anyone know that's watching Mr. Robot? Does anyone know why they postponed the pilot? Or is my buddy fucked up or what? Hmm. Um, I've been watching them all on the USA Network website because uh, they're free streaming. So I'm yeah. not aware. I, I didn't, you know, it's, it's too late to set your DVR when you get on to something like five, six weeks into it. But yeah, we're looking forward to Narcos. Uh, Anthony B says, what's the closest airport to Beaver Island? There's actually two on the island. That are one is a full fledged regional airport. It's the Beaver Island Regional Airport, and there's one called I think Winky, which is a private airline. Um, it's not private in the sense that you can't fly out. It's just not a municipal. You have to like charter a flight, right? Probably. I, I don't know what the difference, but it's more like commercial mm-hmm. stuff. Gotcha. Um, but and there are uh, there's another airport out of Charlevoix. Most everything like the ferry leaves out of Charlevoix. I'm not sure why. Um, I hear that you can get flights from Traverse, Michigan, or Traverse City, mm-hmm. Michigan. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've I know my uh, girlfriend has flown out there a couple of times when she was younger, because mm-hmm. uh, her 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 parents lived on the island for several years. Yeah, if you got the cash, that seems the way to go. Yeah, Much it's not faster. if you can get to Charlevoix, it's like hundred bucks round trip ticket. Hmm. So because it's only like a fifteen minute flight. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad when the ferry's like. 50 60 round trip and two hours yeah yeah uh each way mm-hmm. but uh certainly if like fly yeah flying up there would be ideal um <laughs> it's just adds to the cost and that's one of the other charms of beaver island is kind of a cheap vacation yeah i guess all the stuff you got to take with you makes flying uh more difficult i mean granted you don't have to like if you yeah so it's, it's one but... of those things where like if if you had an extra thousand bucks to throw on eating out every night Sure, and uh, you know, because a, a lot of stuff we carry up there is so we can cook. Because mm-hmm. we ate out one night and we had breakfast and lunch and dinner kind of in the cabin every night. Yeah, um, which I enjoy. I like cooking and all that stuff. But yeah, a lot of that shit is just food prep. If you just take the clothes on your back and a pocket full of cash, it would be mm-hmm. um, arguably more enjoyable trip. And a machete. And a machete. You have to mm-hmm. rent a car too, because again, yeah. unless you're in. You got to be in fantastic shape or be willing to accept sore asses and legs. It's uh, biking is improbable for the bottom half of the island, which is unfortunate because the nicest island, the nicest beach on the island by far, I think, is Iron Ore Bay, which is at the extreme southern tip. Yeah, I I mean, it's got the biggest beach, too, right? Yeah, because like Donegal is a nice, pretty beach, but Mm -hmm. it's like one of those things where the dunes and the sand and the scraggly mangrove shit goes right to the edge of the waters. There's no place Pretty to much, like, yeah, there's like maybe a foot of clear beach yeah, between you and the water. And there's the public beach, which is super yeah. nice. But it's right in the middle of town. So like fucking everyone goes there. Oh, I was going to say kayaking was probably my favorite part. Ah, uh, I mean like the favorite thing that we did, I guess. So you just started kayaking this year. We yeah. rented a couple of kayaks. We had delusions of, kayaking across open water to the other islands yeah so we did a little practice run we did a little pra- practice open uh, open water uh across the harbor how did it go uh i thought it went pretty well hmm. um but it was very difficult to paddle when you're in deep water with waves plus what scared me is when i capsized oh fuck and we uh-huh. um we were on the sit in canoe mm-hmm. or kayak and it didn't have like a, a spray skirt and even if it did there's no way i'd fucking be able to get out of that thing yeah it swamped and like i was in deep deep water i had no way of getting that thing righted up and getting the water out of it i literally had to drag it like a giant boat anchor to the shore tip it upside down get most of the water out and then do the little cork thing that happens like a mile and a half into lake michigan forget your the rental's gone swimming the rest of the way you owe them a kayak at the bare minimum you might die you might you might die depending on the wind and wave conditions yeah yeah and that's what i was really worried about like the stuff i we went out on the water like the fourth day we were there yeah uh which was a couple days after the storm and it was fairly calm as Mm. far as you know as compared to when we came in 
I would not want to be out there. So, okay, that's perfect. Perfect example. We went to I think Donegal Bay. Yeah. With those kayaks after we we kind of put it around this this other bay. Sure. Um, and we got into some serious waves. There were like three foot waves out uh-huh. there, and we, we were we trying a, to paddle out into. We had that. a Tom Hanks uh, uh, castaway moment. We're trying to get past the reef. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> So that's difficult, but even if you do, like all of the water that you take in from those sure. waves hitting you is you're Starts already slogged. You. Yeah. 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 So you either have to bail it out once you get past that or And if you don't take on those swells, at least on these canoes, which are not the most or kayaks, which weren't the most stable things in the world, mm-hmm. you take the swell wrong and you're taking a spit and, yeah. and then you're swamped and then you're fucked. <laughs> so Glad we tried yeah. the experiment before we did that, because I think we would have gotten into a world of hurt. We could have, very easily. Yeah. I'm surprised the rental company didn't expressly forbid us from doing that. You know, I like that they didn't. I like that kind of anything goes. There aren't... That's true. Like, we, they we don't, no paddled across the boat, the boating lines. Like, ferries could have been coming in, boats could have been going out. We're just putting around it's, in the bay. It's Mad Max on Lake Michigan. There's monkey knife fights. Yeah. I think that's awesome. You know, have Goat take a little personal responsibility. If yeah. you die, you die. That's your own yeah. fault. I I think that's cool. Yeah. And you can only really get that on the island, right? Like mainland stuff, they'd be like, oh, yeah, here, you have to do this. You have to do that. Sure. Stay, away, stay away from this area. You can't go here. There's no lifeguards. There's nobody telling no. you not to climb this cliff or do whatever. Yeah. yeah. Reasonable people know what they can do and what they shouldn't do. Sure. And, you know. That we knew we shouldn't go over to this other island. We yep. didn't, right? Yeah, like that's we how were you do it. We we did the trial the trial run. The trial run left us wanting and scared. Yeah, and we're not going to do it. So I'm I'm happy that they didn't give us a bunch of warnings. Um, someone's got a pretty hot question. Okay, uh, Shum says, would Jim or Aaron make a better cult leader? Hmm. Do you think we should <sighs> should should we have to write this down on paper? I think without this telling it and then, and then revealing it. No, I think this sh- is this better left up to our audience. Mm. Okay, uh, they're the only ones who can tell us the proper answer. Well, so we we just turned over ten million downloads on the dial on the odometer, and we're wanting to yeah. do like another. It's, it's been five million since we did the last Q and A public Q and A. We're thinking about doing another one. Maybe we can announce that question on the Q the the, the Q and A. Okay. Who would make the better cult leader? Start up a poll. What do we play? I mean, is is is, is are we playing for pride? Are we playing for prestige? Whichever one of us gets voted, whichever one the seems most. the most manipulative cunt, is that the award that we're we're going for? No, it's which it's the one who gets to start up the real cult. Once we start it up and move evolve <laughs> move operations to Beaver Island, that's why we were actually saying like, how cool would it be like if in ten years we like every summer we had like a retreat that we invited everyone that cared to to come up and we'd take it. Several hundred people, maybe, that would go to Beaver Island and take this communal community vacation. Mm-hmm. And we started talking about it. It's like, what you know, you told us the, the islanders, like, you know, we're having a few hundred of our followers mm-hmm. converge on your town for an undetermined amount of time for sketchy activities. Like, they uh-huh. just get the, they just go right to pitchforks they do, and torches. Yeah. They've been, they remember that. the Irish. Yeah. It's, it's, they remember this more. It's, it's in their blood. Yeah. They just evict us, so so we have to tread tread lightly. Yeah, the, the island has a history ground. of being taken over by rival factions. Sure, I think Bald Move moving in would be seen as hostile. Maybe we can soften them up for the Indians to retake it, because mm. that seems only fair. I, I think so. Yeah. It should be a native. It should be a Native American. Uh, they get vacation the desert, spot. and they get an island. They have a they have a kick ass vacation spot. Sure, it's literally the least this country could do until the winter comes around and then it's a hell on earth (laughs) with frozen ports i I don't leave the island i don't know that's one of my other fantasies i want a winter there because i've heard it is a mind-bending psychological experience because there's no boat you can't get off the island you can't get off the island fly You, you can fly sure but other than that there's no way off the island uh you can snowmobile off of it because sometimes i guess the whole lake that part of the lake freezes over um but that's also dangerous because I've heard I talked to a guy that did the snowmobile trip to Mackinac. And I guess what people don't realize is when that ice starts freezing, it, it's like starts freezing in big sheets that then slam into each other and they like jackknife at 45 degree angles and then refreeze. Uh-huh. So it's not like a flat frozen lake. You're driving across Superman's fortress is what it sounds like. And cool. there's thin spots and you oh, know yeah. there's 400 feet of Lake Michigan underneath you if you break through. So mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like a foolhardy endeavor, but people do it every year. It's like some kind of annual run. They get thirty or forty 
snowmobiles to to do the the crossing. Yeah. Um, but no, for all intents and purposes, you're stuck there unless mm-hmm. you want to abandon everything and, and uh and pay for the expensive winter flight out. Yeah. I think it's cool because I it would be cool. I like that kind of survivor man bullshit. Yeah, it'd be tough. I'd probably be crying come February, mm-hmm. but uh, let's move to Danny H. I remember a lot of critics citing similarities between Contact and Interstellar when it was released. McConaughey angle aside, it's only really the daughter-father thing that's slightly similar, and I felt Interstellar is a much stronger film. Thoughts? Yeah, I don't see the comparisons. Like, I, What parts of Contact are similar to Interstellar? There's a lot of philosophical talk about, you know, faith and, and love and... It's, suppose so you know fall i'm i i i feel like that they're kind of maybe thematically but certainly not plot wise yeah uh they're if you're talking about time dilation that's about the only thing i could think that was similar i don't know don't you think there's also a little social the the like the matt damon character being the rogue evil you know selfish scientist was like especially when he's held up to like he was the best almost like a christ figure I thought there was a little bit of, uh, mm-hmm. I, I I don't know, but so, some of that stuff that I was curious about whether Sagan had put in the movie as far as critic almost criticism of science uh, for being too pigheaded or stubborn, like was maybe there in the hubris of scientist and the Matt Damon sense of the word. Yeah, I, I guess know. there was contact with other extraterrestrial life um, in Interstellar. Just not in a form that we really recognize, which I guess happened in contact. But I, w- I will say that I, I think know. it's maybe it's got some for stuff. my money. Yeah, the Interstellar is a way stronger film. Yeah, like I'll probably watch Interstellar a few more times. I, I'm not saying I didn't like watch Con- in contact. I really enjoyed revisiting it, but I don't think I'll ever watch it again. Hmm. Like maybe if it's on TV or something, but like I will definitely watch Interstellar. Um, uh, contact is. It was interesting so much as what it made me think and the experiences that I felt when I was watching the second time. I don't know that it's successful as a purely form of entertainment. Yeah, I think Interstellar was more entertaining. There you go. Uh, Let's see. What else? Uh Uh-oh. Oh, Frack and T says there's a scene, potential spoiler, in the Mr. Robot finale that was too close to the live TV shooting in Virginia that we miss, we like missed all this news. Apparently some yeah. journalists got jumped by a jilted lover or perhaps, I, I don't know. There, there seemed like there was a, a lot of sketchy reporting about this, but they got shot and they, they pushed. It's one of those rip from the headlines where kind of like Spider-Man, they airbrushed out the two towers, the twin towers. Um, wow. So yeah, uh, that's, that's a good answer. So I'll, I'll be able to, to, to set Nick straight. Thank you for that. Um, and Arctor said the same thing. Uh, so, my birthday. I never know quite what to do on my birthday. Party. Yeah. Party and... But, so uh. here's the other thing. Like, the last few years, the pattern has been, we've either been at PAX partying the entire week, mm. or in this case, Beaver Island partying the entire week, and next week is a memorial, is another big party. Mm. How much partying do you really need? Uh, at your age, I don't know. How much party can you handle? Uh, a lot. <laughs> How much do I want is the question. I mean, I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I think we settled because we've been wanting to go to Fogo de Chao yeah. for, what, seven years now? We've been talking about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, have you been to a I've never Korea? been to a Brazilian steakhouse. Okay. They're cool. They're sure. cool. And I've, because I've, I went, oh, man, years and years ago to one in Indianapolis, Fogo de Chao. And yeah, I, I was amazed. And then I told you about it and we just haven't made it over there. And they've got one here in Cincinnati, right? Yes. So, so we got reservations tomorrow night. I'm, I'm kind of excited. I'm going to fast all day tomorrow. I'm going to wear my stretchiest pants. Yes. I'm going to, uh, and it's weird cause I'm, I'm carrying about four extra pounds. I just, I just found out, uh, after his beaver Island experience. How the fuck of, does that happen? Well, I'll tell you. Cause I gained weight on that trip too. Cases of beer, Lots of rich food and fine food and but, snacking and playing board games. But mountain climbing, swimming, kayaking, running, biking. No, that's the thing. Like no? strenuous exercise burns like six hundred calories an hour. 
all day, every day. I mean, we were... But not every hour of every day. I'm just saying, like, you put that against, like, a cheeseburger from McDonald's, you can <laughs> put that in your face in, like, one time. minute and yeah. undo an hour of strenuous exercise. Sure. So... But that's not what I was doing. I wasn't eating McDonald's cheeseburgers every day. I was eating a hot dog or a s'more. Yeah, a lot of drinking. The drinking, which is calories, doesn't, hurt. The drinking doesn't hurt. But I was shocked to come back it not help. weighing any less than I did before. And, and also, maybe it's because we had a lot of salty snacks at night. Sometimes Maybe this is water weight gain. Too. I didn't, though. You guys you were chowing down on chips. and I had a bag of combos while I was there. That was it. You are a paragon of... So I don't know how you gain weight. I'm not. It's Chipotle burritos. That's how I gain weight. <laughs> oh, you mean on the on trip? The, yeah, I, so I don't... So yeah. you avoided all the pitfalls... And as as much uh, and as, as I did, back, still came back yeah. heavier. So I, I don't know. I did a lot of drinking though. A did you not? Did are you a nervous pooper? Have nervous you been saving pooper. up your poop for five or six days, mm. and you're just sitting no. like you're going to have no a that uh... compressed natronium pellet hit the toilet, <laughs> oh. and there you go, ten pounds. It's so dense, it's going to drop through to my downstairs neighbor's toilet. Uh, no, no. Uh, the community center's bathroom was so nice that I took advantage of that facility every chance I had. Hmm. All right. That was, a, that was a nice bathroom. You didn't poop in the cabin? Yeah. Okay. I poop all over the place. That's, I was going to say. That's I pooped a, that's in a, the woods. I pooped I guess in if the you're the ocean. type that, that stores it up until we hit the community center every other day, that, no, that, to me, no. that defines a nervous pooper. No, it's uh, you know, it's pretty regular. Okay. I, I keep my coffee flowing through me, so. There you go. Caffeine. Not much storing to be done. keeps it all lubricated. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, uh, Cecily got, I, it surprised me. She actually got me a present uh, oh. before we left the island. I got a... Really nice zip up hoodie that I don't usually expect. It was like a fifty dollar hoodie, six maybe fifty five dollars, uh, which I consider ridiculous. Like anything more than a Hanes fleece hoodie, yeah. that you can buy for twelve dollars at Walmart is a ridiculous waste of hoodie uh, material. But I, it was so nice. It was this waffle fabric, and it's like it's you can wear it when it's warm. You can wear it when it's cool, and it doesn't make you like mm-hmm. sweat. It's like just really great. Uh, and I lost it uh, camping like a year ago. Oh, okay. So she, I thought you meant on this trip. Yeah, and no, she did. I, she she did oh, bought. So that's the thing because like uh, at the beginning of the trip, I I looked at it and I remembered how much expensive they were, and they still had those. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to double down. Uh, Lose another one on the island. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she surprised me by buying it on and presenting it to me on the last day, which oh, I cool. thought was cool. Is that because that's the definition of a great birthday present gift? Something that you really want, but it's kind of too extravagant. It's too rich for your blood. Sure. So you only want people to buy you extravagant gifts. No, no, no. Like it can it can be like uh, I used to be this way about beer. Like I wouldn't spend more than nine dollars for a six pack, Hmm. which kept me from achieving the highest of highs in beer. And like when someone would come and like surprise me like a twelve dollar, that's like I don't think it's extravagant, but that was a really thoughtful gift because I wouldn't do it for myself. Gotcha. And that's I guess that's you haven't probably experienced any really good wines either. Because those are even more extravagant. I do have a firm, and that's because I used to make my own wine. I have a very firm. I will not spend more than $20 a bottle for wine. But now you wouldn't say the same thing about beer. So the problem <laughs> I'm also not spending that... $30 for a six-pack. So that's the problem I have. Like, I'm not, my, okay. now my new so ceiling you just is don't, like... don't drink wine then. I like, do, really? but I drink like the th- four-buck chuck. I drink the wine that I've made myself. Drink the Bud Light of wine. Uh, I, I think the wine that I make is about $20, $30 bottle quality. And have you ever had a twenty thirty dollar bottle? I have. Okay, yes. okay. I've had a $100 least... bottle of wine. Okay, good. And it was so fucking good that I said never again because I could see myself uh, yeah. drinking a perfectly fine bottle of wine and being, this is garbage. And that's why yeah. I, I'm always scared to try really high-end things. Okay. Like this hoodie that was makes so sense. much better than every other fucking hoodie that yeah. I'm kind of chagrined. It's not five times better. Okay. But it's certainly better, and it's 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 like I I I craved its waffly sure. touch. There are diminishing returns at the at the top end of stuff, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think. where does it stop? The forty five hundred dollar bottle of cognac, right. yeah, the two thousand dollars Cuban cigar. I mean, uh-huh. at some point, you're just literally smoking money or drinking money. Sure, and if you don't have it to smoke or drink, that's a problem. Yeah. Um, okay, so you got an awesome hoodie. That's cool. I did. I got an awesome hoodie, and I'm going to get an awesome dinner, and that's probably what I did. I'm 39. This is my last year of 30s. Wow. But wow. I don't feel old. Like, I honestly felt older in my late 20s, as I was, and I know I'm not in perfect uh. shape, but I'm in reasonably good physical condition. 
Yeah, uh, you were climbing up those mountain that Mount Pisgah. For a heavy guy, I'm, I'm in pretty good shape because uh, yeah. I do. I stay very active in my summers, mm-hmm. um, but hibernate in the winter. I hibernate like every other bear. Um, yep. But no, I feel I feel more physically fit and stronger in now than I did in my my late twenties. So it's like cool. I don't know when I I start to feel old when I can't stay up as late or I'm not has much energy. But I haven't felt like the physical ravages of time yet. Mm, yeah, I'm sure there's people that's out reserved there, for your 40s. like anyone that's in their forties or fifties or sixties is like ha ha just wait. Yeah, sure. I'm just saying I haven't I haven't got there yet. Sure. No, there, there'll be time for that. I'm holding pull like my dad. Like my dad, when he turned like 55, went down to like his ideal body weight and body mass and started running marathons and biking 100 kilometer races and stuff. And he's like in the best shape of his life in his late 60s. So it's like maybe I can pull one of those because he was extreme wow. fat ass from 30 to like 54. Really? Lard ass. I've never seen him fat. You've never seen my dad fat? Mm-mm. No, I, I, I maybe just met him several years ago. Mm. Oh, that's like true. Disc golfing or something. Okay, yeah. So you met Skinny Dad, Skinny. I met dad. your Skinny Dad. Yeah. I grew up with Fat Ass Dad. Okay, <laughs> that drank himself right. to a stupor every night on the recliner. Huh. <laughs> it's it's that and, and ate a lot of food. It'll get yeah. You, man. Oh yeah, it's it's yeah, crippling depression. I think was he a nervous eating pooper? And drinking? But... Was he saving up those no, poops for some special no, occasion? He was not a nervous pooper. <laughs> You know that for I walked into several wrecked bathrooms <laughs> in my childhood and can confirm. All right. Uh but yeah, that's my thoughts on turning uh, it'll be it'll be interesting turning 40. Oh man. To me the first time like I felt like the first time like being old when I turned 25 cuz like wow, it's a quarter century. Yeah. And like pe- kids that I remember being born when I was a kid were now like walking around and mm-hmm. driving cars and shit and that made me feel old. But like, you know, rationally i'm halfway through my life and sometimes intellectually that's scary but i don't sure. feel it no i mean getting old is not a pleasant thing certainly no. and even at 33 you know i'm feeling it but that's why i said like on the way to the island we were talking about it, i'm like i'm on the downhill side of my life it only gets worse from here that's a sober that physically is kind of physically right like i physically. still think you can have all the the amazing experience. Oh, I can get early onset dementia. Well, sure you could, Yeah, but you could also, you know, live as an older and wiser person and experience a lot of great stuff. You know, it's not like your life is ending. Just you can't quite do the same things physically that you used to do. Yeah. I don't, I wonder if being, yeah, I mean, I definitely, there's some things age wise that hold you back, but I wonder if there's like how much of a mental component being getting old is. Because I just watched a YouTube video of a dude that it's not sailed from L.A. to Hawaii and back solo yeah. when he was in his early 70s. And that's incredible. I mean, there's nothing holding that guy back. Yeah. I couldn't do that shit. Uh, so it's like, you know, I think there's some people that, I guess, refuse to stop doing shit. Sure. Um, you know, and I get barring severe injury or something like that. Maybe that's what you do. You just hope for it. Like, just please don't break my hip. Don't don't break my <laughs> hip. Don't let me break my hip. I can I can stay active. Uh-huh. Uh all right. That's enough navel gazing. Let's see if we got any other questions. Uh nope, we just got confirmation of the uh the unpleasant <laughs> Mr. Robot thing. Man, that's the hmm. downer. There's a I lot of bad if... shit to happen in the world while we were gone. I wonder when they're gonna air that thing. Are I think gonna... this week. This week? Yeah. So all right. I think that's an appropriate I mean, I, I never know what to think about that. Like, is it sensitive to the families? Would what did, does anyone did anyone ask the families what they should do? Would it be gross to ask the families? Is it the 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 kind thing to to avoid that or let it sleep when you? Man, I I don't know. That's such a small event in the scope of things. Yeah, like nine eleven. I get it. You know, you don't want to upset the entire fucking country. That's a bad idea because everybody's raw about it. But shootings on TV, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, the families are upset, but are you going to postpone everything that could upset a family? No, of course not. Hmm. Yeah, I feel. I mean, I mean, I guess if the facts, like, because they always have that disclaimer, like these events depicted are not intentionally to be resembling any person. If yeah. you have a co- conflux of events where 
like I'll just take it at Tyler's word. The exact thing happened in Mr. Robot that happened in real life. Journalist got shot on air. Mm-hmm. I, I could see that could being a little raw for the community, but I I don't know. But I, the community, like, what do you mean when you say the community? That's I'm, another thing. Like, like, how big does a community have to be before you start pulling shit? Yeah, two families, true. twenty families. Well, we're talking about a yeah, state, a like, state, yeah, a city. A reasonably populated, populated, populated city. I don't know where, because yeah. uh, you're right. It probably does. There's a, there's something all the time resim- horrific happening that's resembling fiction. Yes, and they don't stop it. So like, where is the, where is the uh, Stalinesque? One death is a tragedy, <laughs> a million is a statistic. Where do you, where uh-huh. do you get to that line? I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, we'll never have to wrestle with something like that in Bald Move. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. Um, like if someone drowned. If I found out today someone drowned mm-hmm. in a kayak trying to get across uh, to to Garden Island from Beaver Island, I would have felt bad for this lunch of Jim Nero and us us making fun of the fact that we could have drowned. Are we making fun of it, or are we just declaring that it's a fact? <laughs> well, like, I'm saying that it's, I mean, it's like I would feel if insensitive. If we were mocking the person, I feel maybe? insensitive. We're talking discussing this over lunch sub subject. Yeah, as it's, as it's a form of entertainment. Okay. I think this discussion says that we're kind of callous. I'm totally callous. Cool yeah. people. Yeah. I, I have very little like, I don't know. I don't think small events in one part of the world should affect. The Is that fucked? Are we fucked up for that? Because like I, maybe I don't expect, I'm always surprised and a little uncomfortable when I get sympathy when something terrible has happened to me. Uh, and it always feels mm-hmm. a little bit insincere. Like huh. when people come up and like, you yeah. know, something terrible happened. I really feel sorry for your loss. I think that's because I'm fucked up. I don't think that's because I, you know, some people take like an asshole trait and they're like, oh, that's yeah, that's the way to be. Everyone else is stupid. I, I kind of think I'm fucked up. Yeah, I mean, my I don't, sense of community don't and family are my sense of community and family are skewed. Oh, certainly. I don't yeah. see how they couldn't be, <laughs> or how they wouldn't be at this point. Um, okay, but I, I just mean like, thanks for enabling me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying they are. Uh, don't walk back now. Uh, I, I like that. I felt good. I don't know, just, you know, something happens in one town somewhere. I don't think the world should come to a grinding halt on all on all aspects of that. Because, mm. like I said, every single day, every single minute, something like that is happening. Well, that's the cynical side of me, because I'm thinking, like, did USA do this because they really care? Or because they had to. Or because they right? felt like they had to. No. Or someone raised their hand and said, what are we going to do about the Mr. Robot situation? Or I was like, what Mr. Robot situation? Well, obviously yeah. you can't. And it's like, I I don't know. But again, I realize that I'm probably asking an unhealthy question there. No, no. I, I think that's a reasonable question to ask. Like, okay, how much should events in society affect that society? Should should things continue to go on? Sure. Um, like they were the day before, or does everything need to change? You know, like there's got to be some balance in the middle, I guess. And I don't know. It feels like the America as a country uh, tends to err on the side of holding on to things too long. I'm not going to cite specific examples, but that's where you get that trouble, seems yeah. that <laughs> seems to be like our culture is um, hmm. very much. I, you know, like um, Cal, uh, the horror guy yesterday. Um, shit. Protar. No, the not horror Protar. guy yesterday. The director. Uh Man, you should you should know this. Uh, Cal- Clive O. Clive <laughs> Clive Barker. Barker. Is that it? Clive Barker. It's not Clive Owen. I know that much. It's not Clive. What yes, about it's him? It's Clive. No, it's not fucking Clive. Barker. Oh, he died, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, but it's not Clive Barker. It's somebody no, it's, else. Um... God damn it. Wes Craven. No, I don't yes. Know. Is it Wes Craven? Died? Yes. Yes. See, I don't even know who died. I no. I I, I I've don't. Been, granted, I've been on a fucking. But you know, anytime celebrities die, like ev- your Facebook feed is going to reliably be several dozen people. RIPing. Yeah. What a legend. He meant so much to me. Blah blah blah. You know, and sure. and I know that there is people. It's like I'm not making this as a judgment, but when I see because like you know a lot of my friends, obviously they're on my Facebook feed, do this stuff. And I found myself doing it ever like like Leonard Nimo- Nimoy died. Like I genuinely did feel like okay, he was with me as a kid, and I was a big passionate fan yeah. of his growing up, and it meant something to me. Me too. 
but why did I need to get it? I, why did I need to get on Facebook and tell people that it did? I didn't. Well, that's what I'm saying. Neither did, <laughs> did I. People, and I was, yeah. I was actually typing the message and I got this feeling of like, uh, oh, this is kind of gross. Yeah. But again, that's probably cause I'm fucked up. Like that's part of what's communities there for is so like you share tragedy and it makes it easier to bear. Sure. Whereas I want to take all of that and not share it with anybody. All or right. if I see someone straining under a debt of tragedy, like, oh, man, I've been there. Whew, that sucks. I admit I don't want to necessarily get my shoulder under there and and feel too deeply about it. Hmm. Yeah, I'm mostly with you. That's usually how I react to those things. But like I I'm also wondering, like, there are a lot of deaths that you just don't care about, like. If it wasn't Litter Nimoy, if it was the guy who invented the carburetor or some shit, sure, it'd be like, oh, this you know famous guy died, and he was yeah. such a, an inspiration to so many, and he contributed so much. You'd be like, who gives a fuck? Everybody dies. Everybody people dies. die all the fucking time. Yeah, I don't care. But when it's Litter Nimoy or somebody who meant something to you, yeah, I mean, well, that's, that's a natural. That's, reaction. that's a natural. It's like a bus full of people in Seattle die, and it's like, was Eric or Jesse one of them? okay okay so i they're just so now i don't people right um unless it's like a a true tragedy like i was watching the tsunami videos from 2004 the uh you know sri lanka and all these places oh yeah thailand they got hit that's a fucking tragedy and i feel for that like yeah i mean you want to talk about the stalin thing uh they are a statistic but it's one that i feel you know Mm. it's one that it's, because it's you can weird imagine because yourself, you're on vacation, the water recedes, what the cr- fuck's going it's, on? It's, and by it's the time Christmas morning, like fucking it, but you're in a beautiful place, and by the time you yeah. realize you're going to die, it's too late to do anything about it, and it's probably a horrible death. And you can see it coming. Like yeah. that's the like the Titanic one of is the another, worst things. you know, it's like the thing's yeah. slowly sinking, there's no one coming for help, you're going to freeze to death in this water. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get it. And just the sheer devastation that it caused, you know, it's not like uh, there's a sniper on the border of a state, and mm-hmm. he's taken out two random people that I mm-hmm. don't care about and don't know. Uh, these people I don't know, but mm-hmm. for some reason the the massive amount of damage that it does to both life and uh, you know, civilization over there. Is, I wonder if it's what and, you're and afraid stretches, of too, because that sniper example, I feel like a lot of people that would be a tragedy because like the idea that you're going home, you're kind of excited, your long day is over and bam, lights out. You had no chance to say goodbye, no chance to, to finish your affairs. That feels a little tragic to me. It's yeah. not thousands of people sharing it simultaneously in that kind of like, you know, but it is whereas a person dies, you know, know, when they're in their 70s or 80s, it's like. They had a great life. Sure, sure. I don't know. Yeah. I, may, I don't know. I just don't spend my time thinking about, oh, God, there could be a sniper on the road. Yeah. I feel like we're probably making a mistake being this honest on be putting it out in the internet and recording it. It feels unsafe. We're, oh, shit. There's people looking at we're this. We're still on island time here. So we got the island life in our head. Uh, Protar really sinks in. Here. I think she is geeky. I'm going to let her have the last word and we got to go. Uh, she goes, just to throw gas in the fire, Law & Order SVU, really, if they can air many episodes a day without regard to victims of any kind of sexual abuse and be okay, yeah, I don't get the difference. Hell of a point. That thing is is child molestation and human trafficking and mm-hmm. rape from sunup to sundown, and that is something that happens on a wholesale basis, and nobody bats an eye. Somebody's probably offended by it. Yeah. But do you care? Like, well, I mean, how much do you care? Do you yeah, care enough like to for not some reason, like I feel like society says you need to get over it, whereas we pump the brakes and everyone's on eggshells because some random thing. But I understand that for like a tsunami or nine eleven or big tragedies. I don't understand that for individual killings. Hmm. Hmm. Like how the Columbine got to thing got to be so huge. Oh, is Jesus! Beyond I'm not going to talk about Columbine because I have a lot of crazy thoughts on that but okay um but those ideas like the small group of people affected yeah yeah Uh, i don't know because it's like it's it's a truism to say that every human life is sacred and special but it's also true that everyone dies and we can't you know we we collectively can't just sit on the couch and not be able to get off it yeah so so but it's know, it's kind of in... it's kind of weird how artificial this media driven culture selects which moments we mo- collectively mourn and grieve and which ones we don't. Yeah, 
And then you got things sure. like Queen Elizabeth dying. I'm not going to feel one way or another about, except for the histor- historicity of the event. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's been queen since almost everyone on the planet has been alive. Uh-huh. And it's kind of not really a big deal anymore, but that's important to the British people and the rest of the fucking world is kind of tied up to it. And there's like, there'll be this big new coronation and that's going to be interesting. But I'm not mourning the death of Queen Elizabeth. No. I don't know her. She hasn't affected my life in any way that I right. can tell. Like, right. What do I care? And what that's must she be wasn't weird. on any famous uh, space based shows. Yeah, but presumably she's got she got tons of grandkids, right? And right. children. Oh, yeah. And they're going to be Why devastated. Not? But they're also super famous, almost cartoon figures of people. And what is that like to experience grief in that kind of situation? I can't even imagine. Like I, like she's I grandma. Would not want to be them. I frankly would not want to be them. And you're going to have people with zoom lenses up your ass throughout every stage of the process. Yeah. I feel more sorry for them than I do for Queen Elizabeth when she dies. Because she's... Because they have to deal with the fucking aftermath. And... Right. I I would not want to be famous. Hmm. Would not like that life at all. I think you need to find the appropriate level of fame. There's some levels of fame. My current level of fame is my appropriate level of fame. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to get any more famous. All right. Than some random dude podcasting on the internet. <laughs> All right. Well, I will. I will drink to that, and right. uh, that will be lunch for the day. Um. Anyway, we will be back this Friday. It's going to be a double lunch week. Why not? Oh, yeah. All right. Because cool. uh, we just postponed that one because of uh, zero internet. Uh, we'll be back uh, this Friday. We've got Fear the Walking Dead tomorrow. Breaking Bad Wednesday. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on Thursday. We got a Mad Max custom um, podcast review coming up pretty soon. Yeah, our Thursdays are open now, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. But we're we're, we're going to get back into the swing of this bald move thing. Yeah, after really. a week on an island. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, there'll be there'll be stuff coming out all week long. Yeah, I could promise you that. Uh, we'll see you Friday for another lunch, and until then, have a great one. Talk see to you ya. later. Bye bye.